ask that you would anoint me again, that your word would fall on fertile ground, that your will be done in this message. And we thank you for this word in your, in your living, breathing word in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Hi everyone. Let's, um, start back over. Let me grab my notes here because I already closed this up. So today I am going to be talking about God's will for your life. Okay. And with that being said, go over here. I want to make sure that everybody can hear me. Somebody please comment and make sure that you can hear me because I have my earpods in this time and Facebook is being weird. I'm going to go ahead and keep going, but if somebody will let me know that you can hear me, that would be great. Okay, so I'm going to talk about God's will for your life. Let me read a couple definitions here, okay? When I think of God's will, this is what I think about, right? When I, when I pray, God, let your will be done in my life. This is what I think about. I think about this definition of will. The power of control over one's actions or emotions. All right. So I think a lot of the times we can pray and we can say, God, let your power and your control be number one in my life. I take a back seat and I'm letting you be the driver's seat of my life. Father, let your will be done for my life. Okay, that's what I think a lot of us pray. But there is a difference in that will and the will that I'm going to be talking with all of you today. All right, so let me read this. This is the context of will that we are going to be covering today. It is a legal declaration of a person's wishes regarding the disposal of his or her property or estate after death. And I'm going to read you something out of Hebrews. This is Hebrews 9, 16 through 18. It says, where a will exists, the death of one who made it must be established. For a will is only valid when people die, since it is never in effect while the one who made it is living. That is why even the first covenant was inaugurated with the blood. Okay. So everybody knows what that type of will is, right? Where when you get older, you create a will for your uh, beneficiaries, right? You um, create a will for your family so that if you were to ever pass, you know who to hand that off to. All right. I wrote down here, we all know of a family or families who have fought over someone's will that they have left behind. Right. I can think of my Nana telling me that um, the whole there was a huge fight between the whole family when my great grandfather passed away over a lot of land and it got really ugly. And um, sometimes it gets so bad, you know, that the law is involved. People are taken to court. Um, why? Because it's normally valuable stuff that is put in a will. And I use this, I use this example earlier, but it didn't post. So I'll say it again. Nobody is going to put their bag of Cheetos in a will, right? Like I hereby give you, um, this pencil 
whenever I die. Like nobody cares about that stuff. But but when it's something that someone has worked hard for, when it's something that has a lot of value, when it's something that has a big price, people are going to fight for it. And so that is the main reason why, you know, people, families fight over someone's will that they have left behind. Right? Did you know that God Almighty also has a will for you to inherit? A will that he chose death for. Remember, God didn't have to die. But I wrote right here, before he hung on that cross, he made sure that our names were written in that will. He knew that I was going to roam the earth, and he, he knew that I wasn't going to be able to, to walk through this life alone. He knew that I wasn't going to be able to... Um, live the life that he wanted me to live without the will that he died for, for me to inherit. Right. When I first read this in Hebrews, it was as if I was hit by a ton of bricks because I truly recognized the will that Jesus Christ has for my life. You see, we can pray over and over again. God, let your will be done in your life. Let your control be done in my life. Let your future be my future. When you recognize that there's another will that he has for you, you can look at things from a whole different perspective. And so I think we all can ask ourselves, what are the benefits of his will? What is the reason why he died? And it's his spirit. The manifest presence of God available at all times. The only thing that can truly bring all of us peace. The only thing that can truly bring all of us joy. The only thing that can ease our weary souls. This world is constantly looking for the will of God. And it is our job to make sure that we don't take that will for granted. That we don't take the thing that Jesus Christ died for and say, nope, I'm not going to inherit that. Nope, give it to someone else. Make someone else the beneficiary. I don't want that will. But but instead, we have got to realize that Jesus Christ did pay the price. And he did have to die in order for his will to be active, to be made active in our lives. And so... Just as Hebrew says, where it says, where it will exist, the death of one who made it must be established. The death of Jesus Christ had to be established in order for us to receive that will. I said right here, you see, it all ties together. His will, meaning his desire and wish, is for us to receive his will that he died for. The will that he worked so hard for. I said, why aren't we caring for his will like we do the will of our elders? Like we do with the will that our elders leave us. You see, we get so tied up emotionally when someone passes. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's 
wrong for us to to mourn the loss of our loved ones. But I am saying, why in the world are we fighting and spending thousands of hard-earned dollars on something that has no sustenance in our eternal lives? When we see our Heavenly Father, the one that created us, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that cares for you more than that person that you've lost cares for you. And we say, yeah, he died. And yeah, he left me a will. And yeah, he made sure that I was a beneficiary, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put that to use. No, you can just put that over in the corner over there. No, you can just go put it in the closet. Actually, just go ahead and put it up in the attic. I'll get to it later when I have time for it. I think the real thing that I'm trying to get across here to everybody is that yes, We are all looking for answers. We're all looking for love. We're all looking for peace. We're all looking for joy. We're all looking for comfort. We're all looking for strength. And we're not willing to put to death the things that are keeping us, the things that are distracting us from the will of God. This just came to me. I didn't even speak about it earlier. And if you're just now joining, I did a full 25 minute fight time and it didn't upload. So I'm doing this for a second time. So I'm trying to slow down and remember everything that I said before, but this just came to me and I'm going to add to what I spoke about earlier. And I'm just going to say, you know, I think that the saying, I can't think of the actual saying right now, but it, it's something like, what isn't seen, out of sight, out of mind. Don't put what God did for you tucked away for you to come grab it when you need it. Because here's the thing, it's out of sight. You can't use the will of God for your life if it's out of sight because it's out of your, it's out of mind, out of sight, out of mind. It's not something that, that you're constantly thinking about. It's not something that is in your tool belt for you to use immediately because here's the thing. We only need peace whenever chaos comes and we can't tell when the chaos is going to happen. We only need self-control when things start getting rough. And the enemy starts targeting us. But how do we know when we need self-control if we don't know when the enemy is going to target us? And so the will of God, and, and for the people that are just hopping on, I'm not talking about um, the will in the sense of the power or control over one's actions. I'm talking about the will of God, meaning a legal declaration of a person's wishings regarding to the disposal of a property or a state after death. Listen, the will that Jesus Christ died for, that will that you're supposed to inherit, 
You won't ever use it if you shove it off to the side. You won't ever use it if you put it in the closet. You won't ever use it if you say, ah, I'll get to it when I need it. Because then it's so out of sight and out of mind. And God is sitting over here going, I died so that you could have this. God is saying, I died so that you wouldn't have to walk through this alone. I died so that you could have the peace that you're so desperately wanting. I died so that this will could be put in effect immediately so that you could have the helper. And we say no. I'll just stay distracted. We say no. I'll choose watching that TV show again. And I'm not saying that watching TV is wrong. I'm not saying that scrolling through Facebook is wrong. What I am saying is, is God wanted you to inherit his presence so bad. That he died. And there are times that he's knocking on your heart. There's times that he's knocking on my heart. And we have to be the ones that respond. And with that takes sacrifice. With that takes us saying, you know what? I'm putting my phone down for a second and I'm going to read the word of God. With that takes, you know what? We're turning off the TV for a month. Why? Because we're not going to take what he did for granted. We're not going to take the fact that he decided to write your name in the beneficiary slot. We're not going to take it for granted that he said, you know what? This exchange that I'm making, this blood that I'm shedding, it's going to be worth it for what they use it for. We're not going to take that for granted. I'm going to end on this in order for you to fully receive and inherit the will of God there has got to be something that you put to death and that normally is whatever you love the most believe it or not because whatever you love the most is the one thing that has become an idol in your life and, and our God is a jealous God so, whether that be a book you're reading, maybe you need to not read, whether it be the people you're hanging around, whether it be social media, whether it be a TV show that you're watching, like I said, whatever it is, I'll say this. I was thinking about this earlier, you know, God put to death a lot for us. What a slap in the face it is if God is willing to die and we're not willing to put to death our selfish ambitions. He's not even asking us to get on a cross. He's not even doing an eye for an eye. He's not even saying, sacrifice your son. You know, he brought Isaac up on that mountain, but he was Jehovah Jireh and he provided. And so I'm here to tell you, he's not asking much. He's just asking to be number one in your life. And all of the benefits 
are worth you putting him as number one in your life. So right now, Father, I'm just asking that you would show us. Show us the things that have become idols. Even though it might hurt. Even though it's going to be hard. But we're going to choose you. And so show us the things that are standing in the way from us being closer to you. And Lord, show us the times that we have taken your will for granted. We repent for that. We repent for the times that we have have seen what you did and say, Lord, we're sorry. I repent for the times that I have have picked up my phone or the times that I have eaten or the times that I have sought after circumstantial happiness instead of your uncircumstantial joy. You have what's best for us. And you paid the price for what's best for us. And Lord, I know that we don't have to fight physically like people do over the wills of their elders. But Lord, we're, we're saying right now that we're willing. We are willing to fight the temptations. Come on, if you're willing to do that, just... Just type or make that agreement with the Lord and say, God, I'm willing to fight the temptations that keep me from you. Lord, I'm willing to to fight the urges that are keeping me from you. We're going to fight them, Lord, because we're not going to take what you did for granted. We love you. And we thank you for what you do. Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Once again, you have stepped in and you have saved the day. And we don't take that for granted either. We don't take your salvation for granted. But you paid the price of sin and that was your death. Lord, that's the greatest inheritance that we could have. Is your endless mercies and your endless graces. Or your endless grace. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Have a great Thursday. I will see you all later. Bye-bye.